I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. And we are the Heroes 3. Welcome to Heroes 3, the bi-weekly podcast where three friends explore the best, worst, and everything in between in the world of Asian cinema. And this week we are starting a whole new little arc here on the Heroes 3 show, and that is exploring the works by Lau Kar Lung, who worked on a lot of classic Shaw Brothers films. A lot of stuff, whenever you think of kung fu movies, I think kind of comes from, from him, from what I've been seeing totally. so far. And today we are taking a look at his 1977 Shaw Brothers movie, Executioners from Shaolin. And this might be the most kung fu-y kung fu movie we've done <laughs> on this show. Uh, so, um, Marty, you were the one that picked this, so why did you pick this one to start off? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I think we've maybe had a little bit of a blind spot for Mr. Lau Garlong or uh, Shaw Brothers films in general. And I know for a lot of folks... Kung Fu is synonymous with Shaw Brothers and mm-hmm. um, the seminal movies that Lao Gar Lung made. So it really was kind of only a matter matter of time. But yeah, this is, it's, I, you could almost maybe do no wrong if you're kind of starting in this period and you pick like four films for, for the arc. But like you said, this is the Kung Fu-iest of Kung Fu movies. <laughs> and mm. this was one of those Chopsaki movies that did get a fair amount of play you know, in the great kind of cheese-tastic dub over here. You can picture, like, a young, like, RZA and Method Man. Yeah. Like, really. I was say, Wu-Tang Clan literally samples a line from this movie. Tiger style. Tiger style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, t- totally. And it's, and I think it's also important to kind of position it historically that, there are a lot of elements in this movie that might seem derivative of other Kung Fu films. There's a lot more that kind of began here in Executioners from Shaolin than might be apparent on first glance. And I also think that there are some, some layers to this movie that you can peel away and there's actually a little bit of a deeper meaning behind some of the things that are going on. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there's a there's definitely like a lot of goofy stuff and that's part of the fun of these films. But yeah, some some interesting uh plot devices that I was surprised in seeing. And uh <laughs> my history is, you know, like we we all kind of established that, you know, like I really love like the 80s like Hong Kong action like Jackie Chan yeah. and stuff like this. But this was always another uh, kind of kung fu spirit in 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 the background of uh, my enjoyment. So whenever I'd see a movie like this, I would definitely sit down and watch it. But it wasn't as much something that I would seek out on my own. And um, yeah, this this podcast is a perfect chance for me to really dig into these, and uh, I love it. It's great. That's awesome. And I think a lot of the Shaw Brothers films, they're more akin to like movie classics, like. Great mm-hmm. MGM studio films or something like that, and I think those of us that are drawn to maybe more Jackie Chan kind of choreography, or some of the cheaper kung fu movies that kind of followed in the late seventies and eighties, some of the non Shaw Brothers movies, or I mean, me personally, I I so love you know anything choreographed by Mr. Yuan Wu Ping or his brothers. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. 
the Shaw Brothers production style is maybe a little bit more stately or staid and really does feel sometimes like you're watching like a classic Technicolor Hollywood movie or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah. And so mm-hmm. I, I sort of have the feeling that occasionally you almost uh, need to look at them with a little bit more historical appreciation uh, goggles goggles on but these are absolutely absolutely legendary movies and um and yeah if you're at all a fan of some of the classic uh the classic dubbing team you gotta watch <laughs> these in a great in a great dub if you get the i chance. love the dub for this oh, oh it's so really good, good. yeah we, we've we've encountered these voices maybe a couple times definitely in snake in the eagle's shadow yes uh, they're usually cast in the same roles like the hero is the same dude the guy that sounds kind of like rabbit from winnie the pooh is some kind of <laughs> mean uh <laughs> dude and then it's like the the villain voice is great and then there's a few other that round out and whenever he, there's a big crowd scene and you know all four or five of these guys have to talk it's it's great <laughs> i love dubs like this and it's great because the because a problem that we've ran into a couple of times in the past there will be like a modern remastering of the of the film where it'll look really nice but then they'll get a brand new dub that just it, it it might actually be at the same level of quality as these old dubs, but because yeah. it's like in this this fresh new sounding, and it's not these you know British guys from the seventies. It just doesn't have the same kind of charm. So yeah, it's exactly. really nice that the, that the classic dub is is still in here. Yeah, and it yeah, does it's feel good. like part of the movie somehow. I don't know. Right, and thankfully, I guess we kind of get the best of both worlds though, because like the. The copy that I shared with you guys is the mm-hmm. Celestial Pictures, like the Dragon Dynasty restoration. Yeah. So we get all these vibrant colors and like yes. nice restoration, but it still has the classic dubbing that we yeah. really enjoy. Because yeah, I think it would lose a lot if they went back and redubbed yeah. this. You can almost like not even do it because <laughs> I feel like if they were Man. to dub it now, it almost would be like kind of half of a joke, you know, in how they sure, would dub yeah. it. But it um, wouldn't be as genuine. Yeah, it'd be hard. Yeah. It'd be hard to be as genuine, right? And mm-hmm. it's worth mentioning that this movie, along with a lot of Shaw Brothers movies, is on Amazon Prime streaming. Mm-hmm. So, and and it has this this original dub too. So that's right. nice. Yeah. These are Somewhere all with um with Come Drink with Me. Mm-hmm. The I think the YouTube digital version. It was a new dub, and it looked so pretty, but it just sounded bad. Yeah, right. these are all also available on YouTube if you want to try and. Mm-hmm send some money their way as well yeah but the Mm -hmm. uh, celestial picture is when they got all the i think it was initially the dvd rights or maybe it was vcd rights to the whole shaw brothers catalog they did really great restorations of everything the colors are so vibrant they do use some like edge enhancement techniques to kind of digitally sharpen stuff but hey it these look great and yeah the Mm -hmm. red shaw brothers blood is yeah unmistakable oh yeah front and center (laughs) Well, if you guys want to, I say we jump right into the movie. Yeah, let's for sure. It. So yeah, so let's take a look at the back of the VHS. From the ashes of the Shaolin Temple, Hung Si Kwan is doing what he can to ensure that the Shaolin tradition can survive. With his Red Boat Opera Troupe, he spreads the word of Shaolin to future generations. He's always looking to the past with eyes filled with the fires of revenge. Pai Mei, who led the assault on Shaolin, and whose very own tiger claws are stained with the blood of Hung Si Kwan's master, lies in wait for a worthy opponent. Can Hung Si Kwan exact vengeance for the sake of his family? Can the tiger palm evolve beyond the teachings of Shaolin? 
Lao Garlong brings you the Shaw Brothers generational epic, Executioners from Shaolin. So this movie wastes no time. Like the very the very first thing we see after the Shaw Brothers stuff is this you know buck rogers-esque scroll not quite a scroll but just like a plaster of text saying like you know literally it is a period of civil war <laughs> right. the manchurian court having learned that the rebels were using the shaolin temple as a cover for their activities ordered priest bai mei to lead a raid upon the temple bai mei's men surrounded the temple and set fire to it in a bid to save his disciples Priest Chi San of the Shaolin Temple engaged Priest Bai Mei in a duel to the death. There's this big red room, and we see these two masters going against each other, one of whom, of course, is the villain of the movie, Pai Mei, who has that un- unmistakable long white beard with the white eyebrows that, like, curve around and everything. And whenever I first saw that, I was like, oh, this this is this kind of movie. Yeah. <laughs> Straight this, from the get-go. <laughs> and this opening fight against the vivid red background, we saw a similar background in the beginning of Snake and Eagle Shadow as Jackie's yeah. going through the kung fu forms. But this is terrific and that they're juggling the opening credits alongside this. And it's the you know the legendary Lole as uh, white bearded Pai Mei, and then he's actually fighting against uh, Lei Hoi San, who is the villain in Magnificent Butcher, and mm-hmm. this is his only oh yeah oh yeah his only scene, but he is oh they're great together. Yeah, they're yeah they're turned all the way up. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and we get the introduction to this is one of those things that I've seen before in like kind of those out of context kung fu movie clips. Where Kao Sin Chung does a kick to Pai Mei's groin and then Pai Mei sucks his foot up oh. and there's like this big yeah. silly sound effect that goes along <laughs> with it. This ends yeah, up being like critical weird. to the plot of the movie. <laughs> yeah, and that's somehow. like that is like super important to the plot and it's so what yeah i'm actually uh mistaken that priest chi san is is lee hoi san's character kao sin chu oh, okay. is the kind of like the underling that shows up later that gets his leg oh, okay. uh, injured oh, okay, okay, okay. but yeah so um yeah it's like uh the government's kind of attacking shaolin I guess like Shaolin kind of became it's it you know it's a temple so it's kind of a sanctuary but what ended up happening is that uh, and this is like a historical thing that they were yeah. welcoming kind of people that would become troublesome for the government and kind of giving them a safe haven so the government decided that they didn't want that uh, and they started to take down the Shaolin temple and actually Pai Mei as a character like in historical fiction it's kind of it's kind of blurred. It's like, yeah, people aren't sure if it's true or not. But he was a Shaolin, uh, one of the five like legendary Shaolin masters. And uh, mm-hmm. in the middle of all of this turmoil, he kind of uh, turned his back on Shaolin. Kind of people think kind of to save his uh, own students, but people. So I mean, he's kind of like uh, Judas almost in regards to the mm-hmm. history of Shaolin. Oh, that's a good comparison. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. an he's kind of this infamous character where and and that's one of the cool things about Pai Mei as a character in this film is that you know he's using the same techniques of all the heroes but he's like this kind of top level villain that uh, you know is almost unbeatable so yeah this right, this first sort of fight yeah he yeah like a fallen angel of Shaolin so he um 
yeah, he displays his technique here. <laughs> yeah, like you said, he he sucks people in with his groin. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of weird how yeah. it's, it's a thing I'm sure has some significance in like acupuncture or something like that. I don't know. I think it's just but... kind of this fantastical kung fu technique well, well yeah but i'm saying you know probably takes from i'm sure it's not they didn't just make it up for the movie i'm sure oh. there's some significance outside of that but man i want to see this in real life <laughs> <But>. <laughs> careful what you I, wish for though yeah i was yeah. so yeah i was kind of joking where it's like one of these situations where it's it's not the size of what you got it's how you use it right it's <laughs> <laughs> definitely so. like a cultural mismatch too because i think we could relate in the West to maybe a film that's a little more conservative about sexuality or something like that. But then mm-hmm. it's like, why are they so focused on the groin when it yeah. comes to fighting? It's great. I think it's so it weird. Is. I love it. Yeah, the gro- <laughs> the groin focus. I mean, honestly, I think uh, if you found this, I don't know if it works this way on Amazon Prime, but if they have tags, you know, underneath the description of the film, and I'm sure it would say like, Kung Fu, Hong Kong, martial arts, groin. Yeah. I think you could include yeah. groin. <laughs> you could. In the tags. It's great. And also, like, consent? Question mark. Anyways, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. Um, the next scene we see after Pai Mei defeats the, the Shaolin Master is our hero running away from a huge army of the Manchurians and... They're like keep shooting arrows at people and it feels like yeah. every time they make it a little further, more and more people just get wiped out by these arrows. Yeah. And I love the uniforms that these that archers have. Kind of reminds me of Dragon Ball a little bit. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Like yeah. all the like the big blues with the, the letters on their on their chests and it's cool mm-hmm. seeing how they do a team of archers like in this period. In the twenty first century, these would definitely be like you know, a digital extension, Lord of the Rings style, make it oh. be thousands of archers and thousands of Yeah, and... yeah. Actually, in Hero, there's something like that, and I think in... Right. Yes. Uh, yes, there is. Golden... Yeah, but, uh, but oh, yeah, this man. is... Great. Hero, gosh, we're going to do Hero at some point. That's such a good oh, movie. absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, we also we also get introduced to yeah, another huge star who I think it's his first entrance in the podcast, and he has his uh, text on either side of him. Which is typical of this movie. Anytime a new character pops up on yes. screen, you get a little And I uh, love it, credit. but it's frustrating because none of the versions I've watched have it like yeah. translated underneath. But I'm sure it says like who they are and what their character's name is, right? I think it is the yeah, actor and the character name. Yeah. Um, yeah. It makes the, sense. Like what they are, like governor or whatever. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. But yeah, this is so. This is Gordon Liu who uh, mm-hmm. gets a nice little stretch of fighting, and, and his acting is also just incredible he's so sympathetic and heroic in this as he kind of fights to his death it's pretty clear i think here that it's like okay this guy is meant to be the lead of of movies and uh going forward he's going to be yeah yeah and then years and years later he'll he'll be kind of the famous version of pai mei in the west in uh, kill bill 2 yeah that's right he yeah that's right he's pai mei and kill bill but Which we really re- cool. we really shouldn't look over Chen Quan Tai as Hong Shi Quan oh, in yeah, this film. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he's great. He's very charismatic. He's very uh, you know he's a great leader for uh, his fellow Shaolin uh, temple mates. And yeah, this this scene has them on the run. The Shaolin temples being attacked by the government, and they're kind of pinned down. And 
Tong Kian Jin, uh, Gordon Liu's character, kind of sacrifices himself for the rest of the squad. So they all make a break for it, and he has to. He pro- makes Hong Shi Quan promise that he'll get vengeance, and this yeah. is you know the typical kung fu vengeance here. But he literally says to him, "Your kung fu is better than mine." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before sitting right. him on his way. Your kung fu is better than mine. You must take command, brother. Yeah, it's crazy, and uh, it's mm-hmm. awesome because uh, Gordon Liu's fighting like everyone at the same time, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like faces in the crowd if you're if you're looking for him. So you can see uh, Har Kung Fung. He's wearing like gold, a gold outfit in this. Oh yeah, yeah. He's oh, cool. in the crowd, and another one it's that I was really yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was really surprised to see was Eric Sang, who you usually see him as like a kind of a goofball he's like in the yeah. uh, lucky stars films and all of this he's always like a kind of a clown and he's one of the uh guys in this fight scene and he he'll show up later as well yeah i'm i'm kind of skimming through the movie now and i just saw heart car kong foom like oh yeah yep. it's such yeah. a distinctive face yeah but without the sunglasses and the cigarette yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah yeah without wearing a fly white suit and doesn't quite <laughs> um but yeah but Gordon Liu's character is just fighting off all of these dudes and and he's fighting off most of the dudes with an arrow in his leg, which is great. Oh yeah. man. Um, yeah, it's awesome. He's cured. Before, he's still yeah. He gets the coolest death. <laughs> he does. Um so yeah, he's kind of holding two of the antagonists in his arms and he's kind of holding them so he won't get shot up with arrows. But yeah. um the that governor guy that i was talking about before he just ends up ordering them because he sees how dangerous he is he said just kill him and um die standing up yeah <laughs> well eyes yeah, wide open they, and standing up and it's yeah, great they and, shot him with a whole bunch of arrows and he's holding these two guys just standing there while he's bleeding just re- immensely and, and just stands there and they realize that that he died with his eyes wide open it's cool the subtitled really version cool. yeah the bad guy says what a hero <laughs> it's like it's really cool to hear him say yeah, it does with honor and it's it's cool in this fight too getting a sense of uh lao garlong's directorial f- flair having <laughs> like being Lots such a master ins. yeah choreographer yeah the zoom flash zoom ins and zoom outs are really great but he also gets the camera a lot closer than would have been typical for other mm. Shaw Brothers films at the time. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is great because yeah. it's almost, I'm pretty sure this entire movie, besides a couple of establishing shots, are on sets. But whenever yeah. you get really up close, it doesn't feel quite as setty as some older movies oh, that's do. That's a great point. Uh, we get a little bit of that uh, kung fu bravado we've talked about before. It's your problem. Yes. It's just, if I really can't deal with them. <laughs> I have already killed the head priest. Don't worry about it. The disciples are now well aware of the fact that my kung fu is unbeatable. Like that, I don't know. I, I always love just the back and forth talking yeah, about stuff totally. like that. Like oh, you said, totally. this, is a, the this is like a the, classic kung fu movie. It's it's yeah. about style and it's about yeah. my kung fu. About, your style is better than my style. My style can beat your style. And yeah. and actually, that is literally that's the line that Wu Tang Clan uh, sampled is is Pai Mei saying Tiger style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In uh, in Wu Tang Clan ain't nothing to f- with. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the classic. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. Indeed. 
So um, uh, Kao Sin Chung heads back to report to Pai Mei, and you see he's got a limp because he got injured in the fight. And yeah, this is what uh, you're talking about, Matthew, how hmm. Pai Mei's like, well, they understand how invincible I am. There's no way that their Kung Fu can beat me. So mm-hmm. we got nothing to worry about. <laughs> it's really good. So now the remainder of the Shaolin members that have survived after the assault they're kind of on the run and what you find out is that they're kind of performing as like an opera troupe and yeah. it's kind of interesting too their um the plays that they're performing are kind of these insurgent kind of stories where uh they're talking about you know fighting the government and stuff like <laughs> this and uh you see right after the play that uh some of the people in the crowd aren't happy with what they're saying <laughs> this starts a whole fight but it also it's kind of like this uh you know insurgents in itself where they're ready to fight you know they they're trying to weed out these uh these government officials so they can take them out after they get incited by the plays that they're performing it's pretty interesting i was surprised by that and i actually ended up looking into the play that they were performing and um oh, cool it's it's the story of ufa so it's uh, uh, an official named Kin Hui who's sentencing Yui Fei to death. And in history, uh, Kin Hui fi- falsely accuses Yui Fei of treason, and he has Yui Fei and his son killed. And um, there's a little, this is like kind of like Pai Mei, where there's the, all this stor- these stories and stuff are so old, and they've been passed down and fictionalized that there's a little bit of confusion on what's, you know, the real, the real thing. Mm-hmm. And sure. um I, I found there was some conflicting stuff, but there's a really cool story about UFA being put to trial. And then during the trial, he uh, reveals that he has a tattoo on his back and it says Jin Zong Baogo, which means serve the country with utmost loyalty. So it's like, <laughs> I'm not the traitor. You know, how could I betray yeah, yeah. my country? So I thought that was yeah. a really cool thing when I was digging yeah. around. Oh, that's so powerful. Yeah, if you mm-hmm. have to get a. If you're anyone out there debating a tattoo, try, try <laughs> sure. Especially if you want to get think some, of all the Chinese, Chinese tattoos, letters. they're probably yeah, like, <laughs> strange or grammatical. Email me, language. I'll I'll hook you up. <laughs> mm. That sounds great. Once the fight breaks out, they they kind of run out outside of the city and and kind of trip up the the Manchurians chasing after them. And I love that in this fight, the pe- the actual opera performers, as they're fighting, they have a lot like flashier kind of moves than the, the other guys do. <laughs> Which I, I, don't know, I thought it was just a cool little touch. I don't know if it's intentional or not. Yeah, but... totally. There's a lot of like acrobatic. Um, yeah, a lot of, of flips and, and everything. And, and so we now we get to see Hung Si Kwan, you know, saying what uh, what needs to happen because the Shaolin temples got raided and that they're going to be. Um, hiding out in these these red ships and that kind of becomes the next little little chunk of the movie is them in the red ships or they're saying that they are these opera performers going from town to town or the next kind of scene i wanted to wanted to get into is whenever we get introduced to uh lily lee's character uh fong yeah. young chan and yeah Lil- lily lee who we met in uh dreadnought as yeah uh Bia's, uh sister mousy's sister yeah, Masi's sister. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, she looks familiar. She's terrific in this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, no, she, she's great in this. And uh, in this scene, she kind of gets, whenever she comes into town, like she's, she's like showing off her kung fu in the town. But as soon as she starts doing that, then these opera performers come in and kind of upstage her and everyone leaves her to go check them out. 
Yeah, it's funny. They say the red boats are coming. The red boats yeah. are coming. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they're kind of stealing her thunder. And she says mm-hmm. something to like her uncle that yeah, everywhere we go, these guys show up and mess everything up for <laughs> us. Uh, yeah. yeah her, she, her character's name is Fang Young Chun. And she's practicing crane style. And uh, you kind of get to see, I, I mean, they're much more like kind of street performers, but she's doing martial arts street performing as well. So yeah. it seems like, you know, they're taking her money away. And mm. I was actually looking into her as well because um, historically, um, her name is significant. So Young Chun is like uh, Wing Chun, like boxing, you know, like, oh. the, yeah. So uh, yeah. the white yeah. crane style has origins in the Young Chun co- County of Fujian province. And mm. one of the offshoots is uh, Wing Chun white crane boxing. And one of the theories also is that um, most Wing Chun styles descended from members of the Red Boat Opera. So um, her playing this character and her developing the relationship with the Shaolin, like that's all kind of tied to kind of to history as well. Yeah, to like the seeds cool. of, of Wing Chun. Yeah, yeah I, I feel mean, like they... that's that's what they say in um, uh, It Man all the time is that, or It Man all the time is that Wing Chun was created by a woman. Yeah. 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 Well, we'll have to eventually get to. There's a really great film called Wing Chun, starring Michelle Yeoh and um, it, directed by Yun Wu Ping. Um, yeah, kind of depicting the origins of it. Yeah, that's fun stuff. Yeah. All right. Cool. But the the uh, but whenever the the red boat people come in, she's again talking about the style. She says that I just said the red boat's kung fu is nothing special. <laughs> and and they all kind of take issue with that and she starts fighting off the dudes and there's this kind of goofy version of the habanera from carmen playing <laughs> yeah. while she's doing it <laughs> yeah it's like just a note or two far uh, like uh changed enough to avoid plagiarism the legally distinct version i thought (laughs) this was funny too because this is funny yeah yeah this is this is fun and silly i remember Uh, matthew recently you said you had gone to see carmen didn't you yeah i did see carmen uh they didn't they didn't do any cool kung fu moves. oh man come on but she does literally she does fight off men just less you know literally God, that would be um, great for someone to stage a classic ballet with like a kung fu choreography. That would get I me mean, into that's, it. That's kind of what Chinese <laughs> opera is. So. Right, right. Uh, that's right. I have my, my notes. I get why they're playing the habanera, but Young Chun is far less flirtatious than Carmen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's um, very strong. She's a very yeah. strong female. That's the other thing that's kind of cool. You know, there's this kind of thing about. Uh, gender in this movie kind of if you're really wanting yeah. to look into it where it's like a tiger style a crane style kind of thing and yeah her is a she's very proud of her crane style and she's mm-hmm. a very like strong female force in the movie mm-hmm. yeah and, and there is almost a theme of like um you know her like maybe the kind of the male forces not being responsive enough to the to her crane style and that's like mm-hmm. to their own to their own demise yeah for um, sure yeah yeah. To, yeah it's like incorporating that is really the only path to victory yeah. yeah it is it did actually make me go back and think about all the movies that i've seen and just kind of 
martial arts representation in other media and stuff too and yeah every time i see somebody uh in a crane style it's always usually a woman oh that is super interesting yeah or a kung fu panda where it's literally a crane or yeah that. yeah oh I right think, i think Dave, is that Dave, that's david cross's that's character, david right? cross's yep. character yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, Alberto was giving me so much stuff about our episode. <laughs> like, he likes that movie. And, I, I mean, I, I ended up liking it, too, a lot. But, right. yeah, he was like, dude, you guys should do a whole episode. Like, He wanted more content. Like, oh, that's great. <laughs> I guess that's a compliment. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you. It's, it's got to be. But, yeah, then the, the next stretch of the movie, we have well, kind of a brief uh, courtship. Um, yeah, yeah, because Hung Si Kwan jumps in and kind of fights her, but they're kind of like kind of flirt fighting, yeah. I guess, <laughs> where like they're kind of showing each other their styles and and we see them spending a lot of time together. We see all the guys being creepy and and you know saying that like oh you're gonna be Mrs. Hung by the end of this. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, they start with like a really kind of G-rated creepiness where it's like oh you like each other yeah um, very like schoolyard yeah. like and then it, it ask it yeah it escalates a little, and little and later it but it's a little, little worse later, yeah it's little mostly kind of like old-fashioned hollywood kind of yeah. almost like seven brides for seven brothers kind of tone or something <laughs> like that and then almost literally the next scene we see them actually getting married yeah and it's funny this movie just loves time jumps there's like five different time jumps throughout the movie yeah uh yeah, we get see Lily wearing this amazing red wedding dress, and and I love I love in a lot of these Hong Kong movies where we see lots of really bright reds yeah. all over the place. And this yeah, this movie is red all over the place, both in you know in the bright Shaw Brothers blood and in you know the outfits and everything. Yeah, definitely. It's interesting what you're <laughs> saying about like the time jumps because uh, we haven't seen the last of it. Like. Uh, oh no! Later on in the movies, quite some extreme ones. We know what an influence these Shaw Brothers films were on Quentin Tarantino. You could see it kind of laying a foundation of a uh, very fluid sense of time and kind of <laughs> cinematic storytelling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is linear, though. The time that's true. Are linear. It is. It is linear. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys! I uh, want to talk about the wedding night. Let's talk yeah. about this. <laughs> Yeah, I love get into the it. time of them being creepy. They start talking to they start talking to Young Chun and saying that like tomorrow you can ask Mrs. Hung what she thinks about red boat kung fu <laughs> and, and all this like you know innuendo and everything. <laughs> right. And uh It's Xiao Hu. And, yeah, so Xiao Hu is like kind of right hand man, but also like the kind of comedy relief. He says something to her like uh you know uh, when it comes time, what you got to do is use that crane style and keep your legs nice and tight. Yeah. yeah. And then she does. Yeah. <laughs> we we see in that night and she, at first it kind of seems like she's just like, you know, kind of messing around with them. But then she, she really does. It, like, she's like She commits okay. to it and like he, he literally can't pry her legs apart. Yeah. So my style <laughs> is better than your style. Like, but uh, I'm sort of, you know honeymoon yep. night or whatever yeah <laughs> and they um and and it's funny they see the the next morning we see hung si kwan like literally sleeping outside yeah, he's like in the doghouse of the yeah yeah so to speak. <laughs> first first night of being married he's in the doghouse denied um but of course this is actually it's funny this is kind of a kind of a shortened version of the entirety of the rest of the movie he studies up 
kung fu styles and figures out a way to to defeat her legs shut style and <laughs> uh and does and then i guess they have kung fu sex i don't know <laughs> they, yeah they do cut away there's like i suppose a little bit of uh, he does a cool like the kicks end. the kicks the cur- curtains closed and we hear them yeah fighting right. <laughs> you know it's funny like in the beginning we were describing this as like the kung fuiest of the kung fu movies but this whole uh area of the movie is i think what makes executioners from shaolin so distinct and it's probably not on the you know the poster or anything but you're actually going to spend <laughs> a lot of time at sea and i don't know this this feels kind of long it almost feels like one third of the movie is this trying to pry the legs uh, <laughs> in the honeymoon. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, maybe it's, yeah, I think it's probably helpful to kind of know some of this stuff is coming up in, in the movie. It, it maybe plays a little bit a little bit slow to like our, our kind of sensibilities, but uh, it is kind of super unique seeing how Kung Fu is integrated into every part of the story. Like oh, even, sure. Yeah. Even yeah. something we would not expect to see kind of Kung Fu-ized. And it's, yeah. uh, it's also it seems like it's really played for a lot of last for the Hong Kong audiences. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we may have a little difficult time laughing at uh, some of this material, but <laughs> super, yeah, super unique. And uh, one of my favorite lines from the movie is after he does the the technique, she says, huh? That's not fair. Maybe not, but it worked. <laughs> I know, it's like... <laughs> and i also Uh, love how when it cuts to the next day it's like he's full of energy and he's doing like he's practicing his tiger style and there's like this really victorious score behind him like he did it like everybody's cheering like what the heck that's great i love it and then the movie kind (laughs) of kind of whiplashes back again and we see the uh the manchurians figuring out that the rebels are hiding out on the boats and then they burn the boats yeah yeah, it's a pretty extreme cut in pace. It's almost like uh, it's like, wait, are we watching Indiran? Like, what's <laughs> um, nice? Yeah, no, and you it's, don't... it's an incredible stunt though, because these uh, the archers have come back, but they actually have fire tipped arrows, and yeah, like mm-hmm. our our set starts to burn up. It's really amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you you don't really get a sense of who's getting killed, but they end up massacring everybody, and you're like, whoa, wait a second. They did just kill all the like Shaolin members that were in this yeah. wedding, like. But they cut to the group, and it was a separate boat. But they're reporting to yeah. Hong Shi Quan and letting him know what's going on. So mm-hmm. he kind of decides that you know, in order for us to continue with our Shaolin, we're gonna have to actually separate and uh, keep in touch from a distance, and uh, that's where we get to our kind of jump forward. Yep, yeah. I love this because he's. Him and Young Chun go to like they find a little house out in the you know out in the sticks I guess to kind of you know live out their life and and plan out their revenge separately, and it, uh, she says to Hung Si Kwan, you know it'll take you ten years to train to get good enough to beat Pai Bay, and he says well that's what I'll do, and it literally says <laughs> ten years later, yeah, <laughs> and. And I love the way that they f- they say the way they show that he's ten years older is that he has a mustache. A mustache. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, when I think about it, ten years ago, I don't know if I had like a beard or mustache. So it's... I think I had a mustache like in, in like seventh grade. 
<laughs> so for you, ten years later is no mustache. Basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like free from free from mustache. But yeah, it's yeah. it's. I don't know. There's something. Uh, there's something kind of enjoyable about how free they are with the time. You get a mm-hmm. sense that you're in really good hands here with uh with Al Garlong. I know. Like I was just talking about the the wedding night sequence is maybe feeling a little slightly draggy for our sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's a subjective thing. And for the most part, um, the movie doesn't really waste any time in a sequence. If it could yeah. be flashing you forward to when the, you know, more relevant scene. Yeah. yeah. I also like before they do the 10 year jump that yeah, they show, um, that. yeah. Young Chung and, uh, Hong Shi Kwan at home and they yeah. have a child now. And yeah. um, there's a funny sequence where he wants to practice his tiger palm, and she's like, "Quiet!" Like she's like, "You can't practice your kung fu in the house because the baby <laughs> yeah, will wake so up." Great. It's like, "Quiet!" The dumbest sound effects are too loud for the baby. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking yeah. how funny that scene must have been because he clearly wouldn't have been making a sound doing these poses. <laughs> yeah. it's... But I imagine in the world you it's still kung hear fu the logic, kung fu though, for sure. Yeah, the kung fu sound effects of the. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's really good. I you can just picture that something that like when writing the screenplay, it's like, oh, of course this is noisy, and then the actors <laughs> on set, like, I don't know what. Yeah, it's great. But and then so yeah, the other uh, the other thing we're introduced to is uh, as after the ten year jump is their child who's dressed in this kind of um, gender bendy kind of way. Yeah, no matter say, how old really... he ends up getting, it's like he keeps. With the same kind of yeah, because when I first saw look. it, I thought, oh, I thought, well, they said it was a boy. He kind of looks like he dressed up as a girl, but maybe that's just you know, that's just a cultural like that's just what boys wear or something in ancient China. But then whenever they cut even further into the future, that he's wearing almost the exact same outfit, yeah. only he's you know yeah. supposed to be like seventeen or something instead of ten. Right. Yeah, so this is kind of one of the things I was talking about, where it's like, yeah, he's kind of got these pigtails and um. Uh, Hong Shi Kwan does this thing where he tells Yung Cheng that he's to learn the crane style. So yeah, uh, yeah, I don't. I I mean, I can't put myself in the space like in 1977, like what they were kind of going for. But actually, it's kind of progressive if you think about it, because he's a young boy, but he's you know doing this like predominantly female martial arts style, right. and they don't right. really. Uh, that's not like a plot point about him dressing like a girl there's only one thing that yeah, happens totally. is when the little kids kind of yeah, say, the pick little kids kind of yeah, make fun they, of them and say oh him. you're doing a girl style yeah. but they, they don't really tease but, him for how he's dressed They're right teasing and, him yeah. because he's doing this martial arts that's more attributed to women sure and and immediately after they do that he kind of shuts them all up with this crane style yeah, yeah. you know they're trying yeah, to mess with him and um they quickly establish that you know He's pretty natural at crane style because he's really strong. His legs are really strong. And, um, yeah, it's kind of interesting to see this kind of character in a movie from 77 and that that's, like, the gender thing isn't really the focus of it. You know, it's not like he's picked on because he's, like, a girl or whatever. I thought that was pretty cool. Right. And uh, the kid's name is uh, Wen Ting. Yeah, Hong Wen Ting. Hong Wen Ting. And Wen Ting goes to play with some of the other kids and that's where he he's kind of getting bullied by these kids a little bit but he runs into his dad Sequan, and uh there's kind of a kind of a cute scene because at first you think he's going to be yeah. all all stern and everything but then uh when ting jumps up on his shoulders and and like you know he can do the really tight like holding his legs together thing too 
and the sequan literally can't pull them off and this so is really kind of kind of, them kind of off. uh brilliant foreshadowing i don't think you feel this being set up but this ends up kind of leading directly into the the finale uh the final yeah. fight of the movie so this is pretty cool yeah i like mm-hmm. their interaction sequan's definitely not going to win any kind of father of the year awards i, I think <laughs> he's always he's always pretty cold to his son yeah um again almost in the end by the end of the movie kind of uh to his own peril but yeah it's really fun and it's great seeing these kind of shaw brothers sets where they've got some trees and maybe some f- fake uh shrubberies and stuff but you can kind of see the painted backdrops and everything it's i don't know i love it yeah so at this point sequan realizes that this is like he has to go and try to fight pai mei again and this is i realize that this is pre most video games but this is the most video gamey kind of moment in the movie i think yeah totally. he has to he has to travel to this level basically this temple where pai mei is and he has to like fight some like just like a beat-em-up has to fight a bunch of little goons and then has to fight a mini boss these two swordsmen before he can fight you know the final boss of pai mei and, and the set it's is really incredible too. You oh, know, the yeah. giant it's staircase crazy. that seems like that's a location. Um, yeah, that is definitely an on location. But then, uh, as scene. you get to the top of the stairs, some great kind of Shaw Brothers, Shaw Brothers sets. Did you guys ever play the game Karateka? It was Jordan Mechner's game before Prince of Persia. It was like a. I PC did. Thing. I was never any good at it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I was very good at it either. But I, I don't know. It seems like there, there might be a, have been a little inspiration i could totally see that yeah you're like running i mean you can walk or it's kind of like like prince of persia right where your your movement's very deliberate and uh i just was i always just wanted to run i guess and uh (laughs) i would never yeah because you would get beat up by like you would just go from screen to screen and then you would encounter an opponent i i really like the kind of rotoscope looking animation of the game yeah those games all look incredible yeah, for sure. But I can, yeah, I totally see that comparison. And yeah, I totally play like a version of that that would cover this film. It'd be really cool. <laughs> that'd be <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah. But yeah, he yeah. finally basically kind of beat beat him up his way uh, to, yeah, to Streets of Rages his way up there. Mm. Yeah, he Streets of Rages is up there. But yeah, this whole sequence is uh, really great, and Logar Logarling is so good with the camera. Um, mm-hmm. I know there might be kind of st- like. Well, Garlung to snap zooms maybe is J.J. Abrams still lens flares, and in <laughs> both ca- both cases, I think there's some unfair criticism. It's unfair like, criticism. Are, are they effective? <laughs> Do they work? Uh, like, is it more interesting than kind of a traditional approach? I think yeah. totally. This is yeah, great. yeah, yeah. But again, you this is really good paired viewing with the Kill Bill movies because. Oh, There's sure. so much of the DNA of this movie and, and all the you know, loud car long movies in that movie. And, you know, a lot of Quentin Tarantino movies inspired by these kinds of movies. But but especially Kill Bill has a lot of snap zooms as compared to any other movie from 2001. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. And this scene, you you see Hong Si Kwan fighting all these guys and you get some familiar faces again. Like I said, Eric Tsang shows up as one of uh pai Mei's goons and you also see lam ching ying as one of the kind of yellow robed uh opponents in this scene as well oh right oh that's yeah. great 
And the way that he defeats these these swordsmen, I love where he oh, yeah. like they, they have, they have yeah. the swords that have like the long tassels at the end, <laughs> and he's able to wrap the tassels around both of their necks and stab the swords into each other so that they're like the two guys are like stuck to each other as they fall yeah. over. So good. Uh so good. Man. And then when he actually faces Pyme, there's a great shot where uh yeah, Lam Ching Ying is to one side and another dude is on his other side. And he, uh, Pai Mei holds out his arms and he has this sort of mesh cloak or something that right. he's, he's wearing. And they take it off and then it cuts to this camera that's like looking through the mesh. And then you have a couple punches and then it lifts up. It's, I don't know. It's a really unique, mm-hmm. uh, unique shot. Uh, I noticed that gif- shot too. We should gift that. That'd be cool. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Very so, yeah, now we get to see Pai Mei uh, once again. Dude, so awesome. I love this guy because he's so arrogant <laughs> in everything he does. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even, totally. even in everything he does. Yeah, the way mm-hmm. he fights is very arrogant. Like, he's using every movement, movement to deliberately kind of chip away at the confidence of his opponent. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Hong Shi Kwan. One, one of the first things he says to him is, My Tiger Kung Fu is better than yours. I don't think you're good enough. Avenge your master. Yeah, it's right. great. It's really good. And he's yeah, he's not speaking no lies. His uh, his yeah. tiger kung his tiger kung, kung fu is, is better than than Hung Kwan's. Yeah, he does these moves where his back is to his opponent. Like what disrespect? And he's just fighting right. like still like he'll he'll mm-hmm. do things where he just won't even defend. He'll just take an attack and he'll let uh, Hong Shi Kwan like reach his vital points because like you get to see like a big part of this film is uh knowing where an opponent's vital spot or at least just pi may right like knowing where your vital spot where is the big red flashing point is totally yeah uh, just another thing like you said like a totally like a video game boss where it's mm-hmm. like i just need to figure out what your weakness is but pi yeah. may's like go for it i don't care <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah. try it. He's like, you will never it. in a million years guess my weakness. I don't think yeah. <laughs> anyone ever, ever would. <laughs> yep. He's yeah, like uh, um, like in Virtua Fighter, like Akira <laughs> says, like you're a hundred years too early to fight me, <laughs> something like <laughs> yeah. that. Like oh, it's really cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, and then he um uh yeah, Hong Shi Kwan does have like the, a nice little voiceover memory if, I, if I'm remembering correctly of his wife telling him like if you know you can't beat him right then run, run away, away. Mm-hmm. which is really cool not something that yeah you typically see in like a martial arts film yeah that's yeah. another thing where it's like this kind of like the kung fu bravado that you were talking about Matthew where it's like in an older I mean in another kung fu movie you wouldn't see something like this where it's like he really has to suck up like mm. and just run away where it's like the hero yeah. you wouldn't see the hero do something like that and he's thinking mm. about his life and he's thinking about his family even though they, they don't play him in his head like i gotta you know leave to you know survive and be with my family but yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of a cool development that i wasn't expecting to see and mm-hmm. <laughs> but even still even still on his way out Pai Mei's like, whatever, I'm just going to throw a huge, yeah. like, yeah. container at you. <laughs> so it's like a, yeah. a yeah, great, it's this, like, like, ancient stone, um, yep. <laughs> and like, this would, I, I, idol or something. I don't even know. Yeah. It almost looks like an urn, kind of, but it's, like, yeah. huge. It's, it's, it's really big <laughs> if it was an urn. This would totally be a quick time event in a video game. Yeah. <laughs> where it's yeah. like yeah. you have to time your button oh, press gosh. at the right moment yeah, tap, and it almost triangle really yeah fast. it almost seems like hong shi kwan messed it up because 
the result is that Xiao Hu ends up yeah, saving him Xiao at the cost Hu. of his own life. Yeah, so, Xiao Hu jumps in front of it, pushes that out of the way. Yeah. Which which is funny because looking at it, it's like, that thing wasn't that heavy. Dude, it was, yeah. it was a huge stone container. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is interesting. It's like, this is... I think one of the first uh, really standout slow mo sequences, and it does yes, land a little bit slow-mo. funny. Maybe it's yeah. maybe it's almost a little bit ex- too exaggerated or something like that. Mm. But it's like, oh, is this I really, really like that much of a threat? But it's it's super fun too, and it's yeah, like, it's great. And also, we can we can all relate to that kind of thing. It's like, oh, would I be able to roll down the stairs fast <laughs> enough? I think I could actually. <laughs> And that yeah. thing had like a hundred steps worth of momentum behind it too. Man, totally. I wouldn't want to get hit by that thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, so before, you know, we have some more bright red Shaw Brothers blood. But um, yeah, Shao Hu has some incredible parting words before he goes. Yeah, this is, I don't know. This is what makes the movie legendary, I think. I know like in our little Discord chat, you shared a great screenshot of this, Carlos. I think when you mm-hmm. get to this part of the movie, uh, basically it's revealed that to defeat Pai Mei, you would have to fight him between one and three p.m. But don't be reading my mind between four and five. That's Willie's time. It's, um, it's unbelievable. So specific. <laughs> yeah, I had oh, I to stop it. and go back and like, wait, what did he just say? <laughs> Is so like, seriously wait is that spring or before daylight savings time? <laughs> yeah is daylight that... savings <laughs> yeah yeah does this weak point know about like that savings did he grow up in this time zone maybe it's in a different time zone yeah. and yeah, does it have Kwan, to do with like how like, how long he's been awake or is it what yeah he doesn't have an iphone to glance at to tell what time <laughs> it is yeah, yeah man <laughs> So does, it, oh. so does it seem like I'm trying to, like, it must have been too early then that uh, guess, he's attempting uh, to fight him? I think it's a combination of that and just that he wasn't ready right. yet because he, yeah, he, he was know. totally outclassed. That's, no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, okay, so after this we get a scene of Hon Shi Kwan home in recovery and I love this little scene too because uh when ding is a, still a child and he's kind of detached and he's just reacting to Xiaohu dying saying like who's gonna read me my stories now that Xiaohu's dead who's gonna tell me bedtime stories tell me you know yeah. and <laughs> hong shi kwan is just like shut up yeah shut up, it's one of the best <laughs> shut ups i've seen in a long time yeah. <laughs> especially especially in the dub like i think it would be somewhat funny in the, the subtitle but... dude the dub version really it's like yeah it's oh, super the good dub version. it's amazing yep. so then we jump ahead now so uh yep when, so fast yeah when ding is now i mean i guess they say something like seven years. They they eventually say it's like seven years afterwards, and so he's like seventeen years old. But like yeah. like you said, and he's, he's now still portrayed wearing... by Wang Yu, who's yeah. amazing. Oh man, so good. He he kind of has kind of the wide nose, kind of like a Jackie Chan, like a young oh, kind sure. of look to him. But kind of the sort of the I don't know. There's something like a kind of like a softer nature to him, sort of like a Yun Biu kind of. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of you and you, they kind of do a little laundry foo in this. Yeah, right. So there's this great foo. fight between him and Young Chun in this very. You know, first this, scene. That's, that might actually be my favorite choreography in the in the movie. Yeah. It's 
it's really fun. It reminds me a lot of like those Yu and Wu Ping, you know, kung fu comedy kind of movies. Yeah, yeah, sure, and pretty tasteful use of wires for uh, winding, like hopping up onto the laundry rack. Yeah, yeah, and the well and stuff. Yeah. So after their their great little fight, uh, we get to see Hung Shi Kwan now, and now he actually has some a little bit better, more uh, you know, more appropriate age makeup with like he has lots of gray hair and his right. mustache has some gray in it, and uh, we see him just training his style like normal. But we also see he has this weird like mannequin thing that has like these ball bearings. Oh yeah, man, it's like gold down. training dummy, but it also looks kind of like a. I don't know, quasi-religious statue, but yeah, yeah. I, I know you're, I know you're dying to talk about this, Carlos. What are yeah. your thoughts on this? Uh, oh, it's so cool! Like, I really like. Right when I saw that, I was like, I gotta look this up to see, and I couldn't really find anything uh, tying that training dummy into so. So I don't know if it's mm. something they created for this film or what, but it's so. I think cool. it's an acupuncture thing from from the stuff I found. I think it's like an acupuncture. Oh. Not dummy not, isn't the right word, but but it, like the like the lines and stuff mm. with like the characters, that's like an acupuncture thing, showing like pressure points and and whatever. Oh, really cool! I was also so, thinking yeah, something like they move like, in these unique like, sort of like arcs and waves. Yeah. It's I was thinking yeah. like chakra flow or something like that. You know, yeah. like, I it, think it's oh, like sure. a same yeah. similar idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's really interesting. He's doing this training where he's trying to hit all these vital points and he's also got kind of like a uh, a makeshift timer where he has a stick in the ground and it's got kind of notched out smaller sticks that will tell him what the time is so he's trying to i guess be quick enough to strike all the vital points within the time and also when he hits the vital points bearings fall out and certain bearings are marked with that time so he'll know like if he hit it at the right time it's super interesting and it's mm-hmm. like yeah it's yeah it's, it's, really it's a cool. great idea it's not totally clear how it would how it would actually work like yeah how it would be possible <laughs> right right but, i just um, i i just think but that it's not something you've ever seen like before or since yeah mm-hmm. it stirs your imagination you're like what what is oh, this totally. technique and you know what's going on here and it, it's it's really cool so you end up uh seeing that when ding is kind of spying on his father and he's uh um you know kind of hiding in the brush and his mom is like hey what do you you know you know you're not supposed to spy on your father when he's training and i wonder if this is something like a tiger crane style thing because there's an ongoing thing between hong shi kwan and yun chen that they say um they can't learn they, each other's style yeah, they can't right? study right. each other's style and it's kind of like this stubborn thing on hong shi kwan's part and um mm-hmm. i wonder if she's kind of scolding her son like because he might learn some of the tiger style stuff but he's act he actually says he's just waiting for the right time to strike so you get a really cool little yeah. uh burst of action between father and son and uh you get the a good sense that um uh when ding is very uh you know like i said he's naturally strong in his crane style and he's very um uh kind of uh, rambunctious with his father he's always in competition with him yeah yeah yeah. so even at dinner they're sitting down to eat and he's challenging him at the dinner uh (laughs) table which that would piss me off if i'm like ready i I feel like i would i would have a strict no kung fu at the table (laughs) yeah yeah if i was kind of the only the only scenes we get with father and son um uh 
you know, I, I don't know. I feel like Hong Shi Kwan's usually pretty, pretty upset with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But like you say, it's, it's kind of, uh, kind of understandable here. And yeah, this is also a kind of moment. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, maybe it's something like, oh, this is kind of the language that he understands. It's Kung Fu. You know, this is his life and his son is communicating with him through Kung Fu, which could kind of be a very good way to bond with uh, the two. Hmm. Dude, no, that's a great analysis. And uh, like you guys were saying earlier, this seems to be this strict uh, wall, like domestically, like in, in the home. It's like, I can't learn your style and you can't learn my style. And I really like thematically what the movie does with that. It seems like it almost acknowledges some of the old kind of patriarchy roles that maybe still would have been in play at this point in time in the 70s but ultimately the moral of the story is kind of encouraging audiences it's like yeah i know connect with each other especially when you incorporate kind of the i don't know gender dynamics of it it's like um you know his wife has really so much to to offer him and they should really both be open to each other in a way that unfortunately these characters aren't aren't able to be Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And one of the things, I guess, if I would be critical, I mean, we're being critical. We enjoy the film, but I, I think mm-hmm. that she's not given as much to do like towards the second half of the film. Yeah, that's you know, so she's true. kind of just sitting and waiting for everything else to happen, which is too bad because she's really good. And whenever she's, uh, you know, performing, she's really proficient. She looks really stylish. So it's too bad she didn't get another action sequence like on mm-hmm. the second half of the film, but other than that man like all of these dynamics like the family dynamic and you know this kind of gender thing and the whole like tiger crane stuff like man i was eating it up it's really good <laughs> yeah so good uh hunksy kwan kind of goes through a little bit of like self-reflection and and kind of argues with uh with his wife about going to fight pai mei again because he knows that he is way stronger than he used to be but i almost said wang chun uh young chun is afraid and you know you can understand why she's afraid by the end of this that if he doesn't kill Pai Mei then Pai Mei won't let him get away because Pai Mei let him get away before because he wasn't strong enough but now he is strong enough so if he loses then then he's going to be gone right but of course it's a kung fu movie so he still has to go and fight and fight Pai Mei right yeah he's he's pretty stubborn about it and uh, uh, Wen Ding realizes this after uh, Young Chun tells him, and he runs to intercept his father, and they kind of get into a fight again. And this is this is a fun little fight too, because it's kind of yeah, it's kind of like this. supposed to be like the early morning, and it's kind of like smoky outside. Uh, we get some great staff fighting from Tai Chen Quan, and you know he he beats his son and and says you know like I'm going to I'm going to go and beat him and. Like there's nothing. Basically, there's nothing you can do to stop me. Yeah, I think the the zoom outs in this fight are really cool. I ca- yeah. I guess maybe it's because of the staff being involved in the fighting, but it, it's really effective and um, yeah, it gives more like space. Yeah, this kind of this spatial thing going on. There's also yeah. some really cool like choreography using the staff. Like I like when um, when Ding's kind of blocking the staff with his forearms, and it's kind of like this left, right, left, right. That looks really cool. Yeah, um, it's it's terrific, and both of these performers are just so strong. Again, it's like um, you know when Wang Yu enters the movie, he contributes like such an explosion of energy. Um, really, right? I mean, when any movie could could 
uh, stand to, to get some of that, you know, kind of like getting into your third act or whatever. Um, but boy, yeah, the performance was so good here. You know, if we were to kind of generalize a little bit on Lal Garlung's style, and again, this isn't true for everything, but I would say maybe compared to some other choreographers, it's maybe a little more upper body focused. Um, mm, sure. You know, punching and kind of hand things. And then he's also, he's inc- incredible with weaponry, you know, which I, yeah, I suppose you could say is also an extension of upper body. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, this is, this is such a beautiful vintage uh, Lal Garlung uh, yep. sequence here. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I feel for like sure. with a lot of the movies we watched so far, it's either hand to hand or like improvised kind of weapons, like using, sure, sure. you know, using like, you know, columns from like bamboo columns from a building or, you know, ladders like we've seen in some in the Jackie Chan movies and mm-hmm. tables, stuff like that. So we see lots of stabs and swords and and, you know, spears and stuff like that in this movie. Yeah, I like that the, you that mentioned section staff again. Yeah, I like that you mentioned weapons because Thinking about it, uh, I think one, I mean, well, okay, Drunken Master 2, you see Largar Lung fighting Jackie Chan with the with, spear, yeah, with the right? And yeah, oh, I yeah, think, sorry. Un- uh, yeah, yeah, under, yeah, that in that opening scene, that's so Right, good. right, right. But also, I think of in the uh, Pedicab Driver, Samo Hung yeah, fights yeah. Largar Lung, and he's using a staff. They're, I think they're using pool cues because it's like in a bar. And I think yeah, that's like maybe sequence. one of my favorite, like, choreographed staff fights ever it's amazing and that's yeah that's the same dude so this next scene is again very kind of feels like a a beat him up again but the as uh, hung si kwan's fighting his way in he doesn't run up the stairs and then start fighting guys he's fighting guys up the the stairs and that's such a cool shot like it's such a cool series of him going up the stairs and people rolling down and getting knocked off and yeah, and we were yeah. talking about zooms. There's some really huge mm-hmm. zoom outs in this sequence. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's amazing. Um, but yeah, ha- uh, shout out to the whole the whole crew here. Like almost every shot is beautifully in mm-hmm. in focus. And boy, that that ain't easy on some of these zooms. You know, this oh, no. this is kind of what you come to the movie for, right? This climbing up the stairs, oh, yeah. fighting mm-hmm. a legion of guys. Uh, and speaking of weapons. Um, most of them have have swords or uh, yeah. or spears or staff, and actually we do encounter the director himself while Garland yeah. as we get closer to the top of the stairs, um, and I think he has a staff. If I remember, He's using a three section staff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. oh yeah. cool. Oh, that's, that's him. Yeah, that's cool. that's, that's terrific sequence. Yep. Yeah, because I saw that and I thought, oh yeah, we've we've seen the three section staff in uh, quite a few of these movies, so yeah. it's cool to see another recurrence. Yeah, he gets yeah, kind of his own little look. spotlight. Yeah. yeah, in in the he's like towards the top of the steps, and, and you get you to know, see a zoom a, of his face. Totally. Yeah, and he has a very distinctive face. Not uh, maybe not uh, traditionally uh, handsome, so to speak. But um, <laughs> the other thing I love about that uh, Lal Garlung section, if I'm remembering right, <laughs> it's almost like as soon as he isn't behind the camera, the camera work gets a little funkier yeah little, i think there's like a there's like a giant uh lens flare like looking right up to the sun where it almost like overexposes mm-hmm. the shot um, <laughs> yeah i don't know i just love that little touch it's like i'll be right back um, yeah that's pretty good here. i give you one <laughs> <Yeah>. scene <laughs> yeah exactly 
I love that. I didn't notice it, but I'll definitely look for that next time. I was so focused on, oh, that's him. Yeah, <laughs> but actually, it is worked. also important because I think a few shots later, we kind of look up at the sun, and this is another like, what am I watching? Like, yeah. this has to yeah. be a GIF thing. Um, he, no, that's I, I made a I made a GIF of him. He has a staff and he oh, slams so it good. into the ground. And then it snap zooms to Hung Si Kwan's face, and then snap zooms to the staff, like showing the time. <laughs> the shadow but that's, of it, yeah. which makes sense in context. But if you just saw that in context, like why is he, why is he looking at this stack stick in the ground? Yeah, why is this interesting? Uh, but that's when he sees that it's prop. I'm guessing it's supposed to be one o'clock or something like that. Yeah, it's interesting because in the sub version it says he says it's noon. But in the dub version, he says it's one. I don't know why yeah. they changed that. I wonder. And in the subtitles, it's still supposed to be one to three is the time. Yes, it is. Hmm. It's, Boy, I don't, it seems a little early then. Kind of arbitrary change, but yeah. that's fine. Although, yeah, who knows? Whatever. Maybe there was a flash forward in time in this fight, <laughs> an hour, and yeah. we didn't. Maybe it took him an hour to go from from directly outside the room, inside of the room. I mean, yeah, if you wanted to say that, you could definitely because, yeah, in this one, it's a one continuous fight sequence and mm-hmm. in the span of maybe like seven minutes or ten minutes, um, by the end when he's fighting Pai Mei, he says, oh, it's three o'clock, it's too late. And yeah. it's like, oh. That's two, what I'm saying. You've been fighting for two hours? Two hours past. <laughs> I feel like what, your movements wouldn't be this fast still after two hours. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, you'd be really mm-hmm. exhausted. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he makes his way up and uh, he just yells out to Paimee, like, get your ass out here, I want to fight you now. <laughs> <laughs> so him and his yeah. squad show up and you see that there's that uh, uh, dude again that got his leg busted and um, mm-hmm. he ends up fighting him first and you know he's like, oh, you're here, like, you'll die this day. And he's like, oh, no, you're going to die, you know, kung fu stuff. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. in this sequence where he's fighting him, Pai Mei's observing and he can immediately tell that Hong Shi Kwan is much more skilled. You, you see him reacting, not like you've seen him in anything in the rest of the film. So right. um, Hong Shi Kwan makes uh, quick work of everyone else. Yeah. And in the middle of him attacking, he starts to attack Pai Mei as well. So yeah, here yeah. we go. This is it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of tiger claws his his shirt, and so it's mm-hmm. clear he means business. Now I'm curious when you guys uh, watched this for the first time, were you thinking like, okay, we're in the final fight yes. portion of the movie? Yes. Yeah. See, I I had a feeling one because I saw there was still you know twenty minutes left in the movie, but also <laughs> yeah. I was thinking they wouldn't introduce the sun if the sun didn't get some kind of fight. So I was mm. thinking something has right. to happen here, you know, that leads to the sun because I I kind of yeah, had very, a feeling that it was that the the secret was going to be you know mastering the two different styles because that that also is kind of a common thing in a lot of kung fu movies, but. Uh, but I definitely, you know, this this fight is definitely gets kind of rough at the end because um, Pai Mei reveals that he's learned that he he's learned how to move his weak point basically, right. and how uh, and he sees uh, Hung Si Kwan looking at something in the courtyard. Yeah, he noticed that's acting like a sundial, yeah. so he realizes, oh, you know, you know the secret now. And also, you know that it's past three, so you can't defeat me any longer. Yeah, it's pretty great. Interesting uh, use of time. So, like, 
especially if in the subtitle version it goes from like noon to past three like really kind of <laughs> quickly really right? really long fight yeah yeah it's crazy <laughs> um which we're maybe makes you like wonder a... like are we seeing an abridged version of the fight like <laughs> sure did this go on for hours that's kind of a cool thought or it's like the uh, hyperbolic time chamber in Dragon Ball. It's like <laughs> oh, time passes yeah. differently in this space. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's yeah. really cool seeing Hongshi Kwan really. I mean, if he had maybe a little more time, he'd be ready to defeat Pai Mei. But he really ends up getting uh, his ass kicked. And um, yeah. there's some cool shots of Pai Mei like knocking Hongshi Kwan through like some woodwork. And there's a really cool zoom with. Uh, Hong Shi Kwan holding his hands out in tiger palm, and when it zooms in, you see that his fingertips have blood dripping from them. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, really like really... that shot. That's really yeah. cool. Striking. Yep. Yeah. But in the end, there's also a beautiful like yin yang on the um on the wall of the courtyard. Yeah, there is. You oh. kind of don't really see it until like Pai Mei is approaching him, almost in this like Christ like kind of pose. Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like, Come at me, and it's yeah. Wow. Yeah. I do like to see Pai Mei turning it up too. You know, it's not like he's kind of mocking you in the middle of a fight. He realizes, oh, this is getting kind of serious. So he's doing some really cool attacks in this fight sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then this is this is also where kind of hashtag groin kind of yeah. starts kicking Great. in too. Yeah, it defeats <laughs> him with that a little bit. Uh, and initially, though, they're not going to kill him because they said that he'll be, you know, he'd be more valuable to the Manchurians alive than dead. But then he kills the governor right there. And yeah. so Pai Mei has to finish him off with his final big blow. Yeah, it's really and crazy. His That one attack sends like the whole crowd of uh, yeah. guys flying into the air. Yeah. That's a really cool. That another. There's a lot of really great slow mo use in this movie, and that's definitely one of them. With all the guys kind of getting blown back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now we get the most uh, the most kung fu-y bit of you know you you killed my father and now I must get revenge. Where we see the son and mother back at home, and Young Chun knows just kind of knows that Hung Si Kwan's been killed, and Winding just knows like I have to go and get revenge, but you know, has to like read up on the styles a little more. And you know, uh, the mom says only use crane style if it's necessary and, and all that. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. a really cool thing here where, uh, when Ding, she says to him like, Oh, you, you can find your father's like tiger manual. So when he finds it, he sees that the tape, the, the pages are all tattered, and so that's um, right. It was like eaten by a rat or something. Yeah, there's yeah. like this weird thing with a little rat. <laughs> but um, and so then he tries to come up with all these excuses for not showing his mom the the yeah. textbook. Yeah, um, there it, there also is a kind of a weird thing where you kind of could see the movie going in a certain direction, but it doesn't. Where uh, Young Chun is trying to f- figure out the tiger style, and it's like. When Ding is trying to keep it from her, like it almost the way that they play it seems kind of weird. Where she's like, yeah, kind of like show me again, like or do this thing, and he's like, I don't want to show you, you know. <laughs> but I, <laughs> but, I, I kind of interpreted that as like he doesn't really know that, like she'd be able to see through it that he doesn't know it properly. Oh, and so he's coming I like up that. with this excuse because he's like, uh, no. So he he kind of comes up with this somewhat cruel reason for her not to watch because mm, um, mm-hmm. he doesn't I, quite he doesn't quite have it right from the training book or at least that's how i read it but I oh I, that's great i think that you're right yeah I, I really like that interpretation but it's funny how they kind of 
play how she's kind of trying to snoop in on what he's doing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's like, mom, you promised that you wouldn't learn Tiger style. And it's like, uh-huh. also, it's like, uh, your husband's dead. Maybe it'd be cool to learn the style, like to <laughs> yeah. kind of yeah learn more about him. But um, yeah, it's kind of cool. So he's learning Tiger style and he's trying to figure out how to practice on that vital point uh, dummy. Mm-hmm. And he's also kind of a little frustrated because the manual's all tore up. So he kind of has to improvise to learn his own kind of variation on yeah, the tiger yeah. style which is kind of kind of beautiful and it's like also looking at these kind of characters as metaphors or something i, I suppose it's it's talking about what's possible for the next generation yeah that, exactly um, you know the the elder generation maybe isn't quite capable of of change in the in the in the way that they would need to to really adapt to the mm-hmm. threat Mm-hmm, but kind mm-hmm. of their progeny is able to is able to do that and he's like he's a product of you know both styles and um yeah i think it's, it's like, so cool yeah. you know th- with him practicing against the dummy and him using his crane style on uh you know on top of the dummy and not realizing his own strength in his crane style he's like hmm i wonder why the bearings didn't come out but it's that his legs are so strong that it was holding everything up in the top of the head so then once he realizes that you know then they all fall out so it's like he's yeah like you said he's like the natural evolution of like their martial arts styles and just them as human beings it's pretty Mm -hmm. cool so now it comes it comes time for winting to go to the temple and of, I, I think they they must have spent a whole lot of money because they definitely get their money's worth out of this set. Oh, it's because so we see, cool, though. We see, yeah. It's such a cool set. Yeah, but it's really cool. We we see like five different scenes of people climbing up the, these stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so it's really cool. And also, I really like that he uh, that his father just you know plowed through and fought all these guys up the stairs. But he kind of sneaks in and kind of is like a little use a little deception to to make his way over to Pai Mei. Yeah, I love and, that. Love and that they, they come to him while Pai Mei is, is meditating too. Yeah, that's really cool where <laughs> Pai Mei's like totally in his meditation and when Dean kind of peeks his head in and you can see how relaxed Pai Mei looks. He's like, <laughs> Hey, are you this guy? And he's like Yes, very slowly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, are you the same Pai Mei that killed this man, the hero of, you know, yeah. China? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> it's really cool. It's very kind and? of slow pace. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, uh, what do you want? <laughs> yeah. So uh, then Wending kind of leaps at him with his tiger palm. And this is where we get the tiger style sample that they use in the Wu-Tang song. And they yeah, immediately yeah. kind of do the whole what's your what's your what's your groin got going on? So he yeah. kinda like reaches right. for his groin and Pai Mage just smiling is super weird. <laughs> yeah, that's that's I definitely can't remember a good if it's this moment or another, gift. but there's like a have you found it? Or there's some great dubbing line. That's that's in the first encounter between Hong oh, okay. Kwan right. and Pai Mei. Yeah, he's like, well, have you found it? It's like, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard people refer to him as a eunuch. So he, like, right, they don't have anything going on down there. Yeah. I've also I'm heard sure. people say it's something like Pai Mei learned a technique to suck his genitals up into his body. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of 
a funny yeah. thing that uh, yeah, do not do not try that at home guys. yeah yeah and yeah actually so lolier will go on to play another character but they kind of lump them in with Paimé in uh, clan of the white lotus and they kind oh, of yeah play with that same thing and there's actually a scene in clan of the white lotus where he's in the bath so it's almost like they're playing with your anticipation of your the mystery of what's going on with his body <laughs> so like when the fight right like starts he's like in the bath and he leaps out of the bath and clothes himself right away so you're like oh man i almost <laughs> saw it <laughs> right. it's kind of funny the um, unique disappointment it. for kung yep. fu fans yeah, that's great. So, yeah, Wending is yeah. fighting Pai Mei here, and he's trying to use his tiger palm, but uh, Pai Mei immediately can sense how yeah. uh, how weak he is. So he's kind yeah. of um, playing with him. But what ends up happening is that um, Wending's kind of improvised kind of learning of tiger palm is catching Pai Mei off guard. So um, he's landing some attacks, and it's actually surprising him. Yeah, he's able to uh, yeah. he's able to rip a little bit of his beard out. He's able to rip his sleeves off at one point. It, and again, it's it's really cool seeing how you know he's doing all this stuff despite you know his it, he'd learned tiger style by piecing together what his dad did and using a tattered manual. The way this fight finally finishes though is Paime does the the groin thing one more time, and you think you know well this is this has been the finish for everyone else, right. but. Uh, but then uh, Winting jumps, like, it kind of does kind of does the thing that he did to his dad earlier in the movie. He hops on. Yeah, the on, sort of piggyback ride kind yeah, of. Yeah, kind of piggybacks yeah. rides onto Pai Mei and rips his top knot off and punches him in the head. And I was, I was disappointed there wasn't a Street Fighter-esque uh, <laughs> x-ray shot of, of, of him. Because it's kind of yeah. the same punch. But. Well, and yeah, and along with his top knot is, like, this... Uh, almost like blade to like the hair the hair clip yeah and, uh that's the sort of yep. fatality weapon yep and he like digs his hands into Paimé's eyes oh man and and yeah. flings him down the stairs and Paimé does this big like jump into the air while rolling down the steps and that's the friend that's the end of the movie freeze frame <laughs> it's it wonderful. just says Paimé was eventually killed by a combination of tiger and crane style Oh, cool. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, I love that fra- it. That phrasing is a little tricky because it makes you think it happens after the movie, sort of like the titles yeah. at the end <laughs> of a biopic or something. But I think they mean, I think they're just describing what we've What you just seen. saw. Yeah, just making it clear. <laughs> they don't know if it was necessary. Really, though, I think it's one of the most legendary defeats of a a villain yeah, in any kung time. fu movie like in fact mm-hmm. i think they showed this clip when we were at that panel at magfest i think so oh i think because sure. they showed like him the the suction because i remember seeing the suction cup groin uh-huh. there as well yeah, yeah you would is... definitely see it like in a kind of a compilation or something mm-hmm. and it's it's actually kind of sad <laughs> like as bad as Paime is you're like oh my <laughs> right. god like what a horrible death <laughs> Yeah, he got it pretty rough. <laughs> He's like screaming in pain and you know spinning around, and Wending is just riding the bull basically. <laughs> yeah. And all of the you know Pai Mei's kind of subordinates are just standing watching. Like it's almost like one of those things where, like, if you're watching like a football game or a basketball game, and one of the players gets injured really bad, where it's like 
you know they break their leg or something and you mm-hmm. just see the reaction from all the like teammates that's just <laughs> it just seems so horrible yeah yeah, yeah totally <laughs> this also reminds me of tarantino a bit in that it, it's like slightly like tone deaf to the violence like it doesn't seem to fit I, this is just one guy's opinion but i guess it doesn't seem to fit the character of this child that we've watched grow up and yes he wants to take revenge but mm-hmm. it's such a brutal uh finish pretty um, brutal finish yeah yeah sure yeah i can totally and it's pretty like there is definitely a lot of blood in this movie but it's definitely probably one of the more violent yeah. bits in the movie right but a lot of times people are like spitting up blood or maybe they get some cuts but this is you know bleeding from right. the eyes and Sure, yeah, and true. every time you see Pai Mei, he's wearing this white outfit, so now it's just covered in blood. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but also, is it, like we said earlier, a great use of this uh, location. Um, oh, yeah. To kind of close the close the fight there and that final rolling yeah. down the down the stairs. But yeah, this is that's definitely that's a super fun movie. And I, you know, I understand why it's kind of the go-to kind of kung fu movie look to it i think sure i feel like sure. whenever you think of a 70s kung fu movie this is kind of what most people picture like the soft focus all over the place the mm. you know the master that has the long eyebrows and the beard and everything and lots of lots of dudes fighting right right pai me yeah also known as bak me actually means white eyebrows oh there you go yeah because that's that's what the and one of the versions I watched, it, it had subtitles whenever they go to the temple, and it says like the temple of the oh, white yeah, eyebrow hermit or something like that. Hermit. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's great. <laughs> when yeah. also, yeah, it's like there's a lot of that imagery pops up whenever people are referencing kung fu. Going back to Kung Fu Panda, um, Dustin yeah. Hoffman's character Shifu, the mm-hmm. way like his eyebrows are depicted, like that strikes yeah, me as a little similar. bit of a nod to Lulu's, you know, Pai Mei. For sure. Character. And also, you know, they're at the top of this this temple at the top of a long staircase and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is also released in uh, America under the name uh, Shaolin Executioners. And it's an interesting title, Executioners from Shaolin. Like, mm-hmm. Again, very strong, strong word. So I suppose it from that perspective, maybe the, the violence at the end isn't too... Uh, isn't too su- surprising but i know there's also i think a home video release actually it's maybe even the dragon dynasty dvd where they it's no longer a plural i think it's executioner from shaolin yeah um, and so, yeah the original title of the film is hong shi kwan yeah which is just okay. that just just the name of the, the main character, character. Yeah. and hong shi kwan has has like a connection to in, in sort of a way to to wong fei hong it's like the the hong fist um mm. comes from uh hong shi kwan and not and then I think Wang Fei Hung also practices in it. Yeah, I think, cool. Huh. I think that's cool. right. But. And Chen Quan Tai ha- has played Hong Shi Quan in a couple of different films, and one of them is Heroes Two. And uh-huh. um, then after that, <laughs> Men from the Monastery, which if it, it, it's kind of a, in a way you could see it as a lead up to this film. And and after this, uh, Lolie would uh, kind of like I mentioned before, Clan of the White Lotus is kind of like a sequel, kind of like a remake of this film. And Gordon Liu plays Hong Wending in that film. And uh, the film starts with kind of like a 
ramped up super version of this final fight where uh hong wending and another guy are fighting pai mei and they end up killing him right at the beginning of the film and then uh lolier in the film plays the white lotus master and mm. he's not pai mei but he kind of is like a copy it of kind of is pai mei. <laughs> sure. yeah and um I, I may too. Yeah, I think that definitely if you saw this film, you should watch Clan of the White Lotus because it's kind of like a ramped up version of this film where there's like some really cool, I guess, like effects work where, and wire work in the fighting and Gordon Liu's great. So you get to see him through the whole movie. And they also do this kind of similar thing where he's learning kind of more feminine kind of martial arts in order to defeat his opponent yeah so he kind of it's it's kind of a level up of this one too where it's like oh now you have to take care of a baby and now you have to learn how to sew in order to learn this martial arts style it's kind of fun but yeah i definitely would recommend it alongside this film well thank you so much everyone for listening um if you like the show then you can leave a review for whatever your podcatcher of choices itunes podcast addict i don't know there's a lot there's a billion different ones <laughs> yeah um be sure to check us out on facebook it's just heroes the number three podcast follow us on twitter also at heroes number three podcast thank you so much to the kung fu cinema subreddit if that's where you came from to check us out uh re- and also really before we leave i guess we could plug some stuff it's been a little while but um oh, yeah underscore is a podcast about film scores and they've been gone for a while, but now they're back, aren't they, Marty? Yeah, oh, yeah that's, that's right. true. We're <laughs> we are are back indeed. So yeah, uh, Will and I are extremely excited to finally have that back up and running. And we just at the time of listening to this, we'll have just finished our arc on The Incredibles. And uh, the next film that we're preparing to focus on is uh, meant to be a little bit of a. Uh, apology slash treat for uh, listeners who had to endure such a long, long wait. But yeah, we're really excited about some of what we have lined up next. Cool. Yeah. Marcado Bros Network. That's, you know, and also, yeah, the Super Marcado Bros podcast. (laughs) um, They just recently, if you care about video game music, you probably know who Tim Fallen is. And they just interviewed Tim Fallen, which is insane. I can't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's a really cool interview. Yeah. So feel free to check that out. I, yeah, I usually make sure to retweet uh, other stuff from the Marcado Network on our Twitter account, yeah, and um, yeah, hit that up. It's gonna be it's 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 amazing. It's really cool. I'm mm. really happy for those guys and happy to hear underscore back. So wanted to make sure oh, to mention cool. that. <laughs> oh, awesome! Definitely. And that's gonna do it for this week. But what is our training for next week, Marty? Yeah, so staying with our Lao Garlong arc, I think we've had a really nice introduction to his choreography style and his uh, directorial approach. It's time to get into one of the most legendary kung fu movies <laughs> of all time, uh, the th- yeah. uh, 36 Chamber of Shaolin. Um, yeah, yes. nothing would be the same after this film. <laughs> and we only got a, you know, a brief taste of Gordon Liu today, mm-hmm. but um, this is really his kind of star making legendary legendary yes. turn and this should be available not only on amazon prime i think this is available on a few other uh platforms and yeah yeah definitely worth it yeah watch. it's definitely pretty widely available and definitely worth watching because this is yeah. another one that i had actually seen before starting this little project so yeah very cool 
and also and also sampled also in Wu Tang Clan. Oh man, yeah, for and, sure. In fact, that's the Even name the of their title. first album. Yeah. Is, is, is <laughs> Enter the Thirty Sixth Chamber. Yep. Well, until next week, where we're taking a look at the Thirty Sixth Chamber of Shaolin. I'm Matthew. I'm Marty. I'm Carlos. We are the Heroes Three. Remember your training. <laughs>